Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, Craig Moore and John Hartson. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Well, it's happened in the last 15 minutes. Rangers have announced Giovanni van Bronckhorst as their new manager. He replaces Steven Gerrard, who left last week, to take charge at Aston Villa. He was three years a Rangers player between 1998 and 2001. He'd some playing career, came from Feyenoord, moved on to Arsenal, and he was a Champions League winner at Barcelona. Uh, he was, of course, head coach at uh, Feyenoord as well in the Eredivisie and he won the Rotterdam team their first title in 18 years. Now he is the manager at Rangers. Craig Moore is a, an old teammate of his. What are you thinking, Craig? Yeah, look, I'm absolutely delighted uh, that, that Rangers have got their man. Um, Gio seemed to, to be the one that was... Um, at the top of that list, um, so a lot of a lot of work has been done to s- secure his services. Now, played with him, fantastic player, has showed a lot of class. You touched on Rob his his record in terms of management. One final, their first trophy in eighteen years. Um, so this is uh, a manager that is highly thought of. Was linked in the City Group potentially under Pep Guardiola. That's how high regard he was held. Rangers have got their man, and I'm absolutely delighted that they've done it before the semi final. He was leaving Rangers, John Hartson, when you were arriving at Celtic, but he had some uh, reputation. He was hugely popular with the Rangers fans. He was a, he was a Rolls-Royce of a, a midfielder, and I think what he went on to do probably tells us that in terms of his playing career. He's 46, um, and he replaces Steven Gerrard as manager. What's your reaction, John? Well, my reaction is the, it's not been a drawn-out affair. It's been decisive. It's been quick. He's been the man on... Uh, on, on the Rangers fans' lips, basically, for the last week or so since Gerard left. Um, the board have done well. They've got somebody in that they wanted, that they went after. And as Craig just alluded to there, they seem to have got their man. And I think uh, I think the fans will be delighted. He's a former player. He's been away. He's, at, he's managed. He's done well in management. He's won individual trophies, played at the highest level. He's a former player. So he checks all the boxes. Yeah, he was... Uh... Five times uh, a trophy winner in his time at Rangers. He was a he was a title winner, a couple of Scottish Cups, um, and a League Cup as well. He won the Premier League in England. He won La Liga in Spain. He won the English FA Cup, a Champions League winner as well. Hundred and six caps uh, for the Netherlands, and of course he captained them at one stage as well. Yeah, no, look, you, you touch on his, his playing career there and uh, it's fantastic, it really is. And you know, we cross paths not only at club level, a couple of times with the international stuff at the, at the back end of our careers, Rob, uh, when he was captain and leading that Dutch side. So a huge player. Um, you know, like I said, very, very classy. 
but it's important that they make that transition and also show that they can be a successful manager because not all players necessarily going to make great managers, John, but he's come in and showed that he has that in his locker. You know, the, I think the success that he had at, at Feyenoord, he won the cup, I think, in his first season, goes on to win the league uh, the following season, the first time in 18 years for Feyenoord without the resources of Ajax and, and PSV. Mm. So this is, this is someone that ticks a lot of boxes, um, knows the club inside out, and I think it's a change that was probably – it's just – Stephen Gerrard was a shock exit, but I actually think that Rangers have been flat this season. I'm delighted that Gio's got the opportunity to freshen things up. It ain't broke at Rangers. No need to fix it, but he will want to kick on with Rangers. Uh, and no time to lose, John, because there's that semi-final, that League Cup semi-final on Sunday for Rangers against Hibs. It's Celtic against St. Johnston on Saturday. And uh, that is one massive match for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to kick off with, isn't it? Yeah, but there wouldn't be massive pressure on him, Rob. He's come in. Um, you know, yeah, Steven Gerrard has left him in a position where Rangers have got some very good players. They're, they're current league winners. Um, we know what's at stake at the end of the season. He's got experience, Van Bronckhorst. But, you know, yes, of course, they'll go. They'll want to get to the League Cup, the, um, the Premier Sports Cup final. Of course they will. But um, if he goes and loses that game, I don't think there'd be massive sort of you know, an outcry in terms of, you know, he should have won it, blah, blah, blah. Because for me, it's his first game in charge. He'll want a reaction from the players. I think the players will be delighted with his appointment. They'll, they'll look up to him. They'll have a bit of respect for him. But he's he's left in a very good position. Steven Gerrard has, has he's built a very good team there in the last three and a half seasons. They're top of the league, as I said, they're current league champions. And... Um, his job will be to continue that and uh, and obviously try and retain the championship. Also, it'll be interesting to see what, what type of budget he's got. Will he want to bring in a couple of his own players like most managers do? You know, and all of a sudden the Rangers then have to sell players. Are they, are they able to keep the players that they've got? Because there's no doubt he'll want to add a couple to that group. We'll be piecing together reaction as we go because it's a story that has just broken as ever. Uh, the, go the breaking news, the football news is on this very show. Got a few quotes from uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst himself. Um, I'm absolutely delighted, he says, uh, to be returning to Rangers as the club's new manager. I feel so lucky to be going to work with a squad which is in a great position on all fronts and largely has that experience of being winners. I look forward to carrying on and enhancing the work that's been done already alongside Ross Wilson and the board of the club. And I'm grateful for the chance to work again at this huge football club. I cannot wait uh, to meet the club's incredible supporters again and begin uh, this new era for us all. Um, well, I mean, he's been obviously thinking about it plenty. It might just have been announced in the last few minutes, uh, but he's had plenty of time to think about it because I don't think there's really been much doubt since Steven Gerrard announced he was going to Aston Villa um, that Giovanni van Bronckhorst was the big number one choice uh, to be the replacement. Let's talk to Scott, a Rangers fan. Hi, Scott. Hi, guys. How you Good, thank you. What are you thinking? Um, pretty, I'm delighted to be honest because I feel like he's got more of a I think he's got the best track record for manager we've had since Walter Smith and I think about it with Mark Warburton who's done fine down south Gerard who was at risk Pedro who let's not talk and then before <laughs> that was obviously like Stuart McCall Al McCoy sort of managers gets to the sort of world division so I think he's got the best track record we've had from a manager in a long long time 
obviously he's working in Italy. No, sorry, not Italy, Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And then he went to work with Pep down south at Man City for a few months. Last year, I think it was. So I think pending these weeks with itself, obviously used to play with us. So I think he's by far away the best candidate that was out there. You mentioned that right at the top of the show, Craig. You know his desire to learn in the management game. You know he he would go anywhere to pick up more information to drive himself forward yeah. uh, as a coach. Um, yeah, and and look, even Rob. So even when he was he was out of the game, so he took some time out. You know, as part of the I guess the plans at that time, maybe with with his connection with the City Group, he was actually in Australia out studying and seeing what was happening at Melbourne City. So they were travelling about, you know, so he's taking, so you're always learning. Sometimes these coaches, when they're not involved in, in jobs, that's actually when they're at their busiest because they've got to be ready when that opportunity, that big opportunity comes. So it's not as if all of a sudden they, they, they stop watching football. They actually go into overdrive in terms of probably even more analysis, studying more and more players and clubs. And, and Gio, Gio has done that. It says he, he's played for the football club, so he understands the culture. Mm-hmm. He understands that, you have to go out and win games week in, week out, or there will be criticism. He will get that. I think he's got a wonderful opportunity to, to come into a team that has been set up and, and the club is in a, a steady place. Credit to Steven Gerrard. But a great opportunity for a new coach to come in, like I says, with a semi-final um, come the weekend. An opportunity to, I think, early parts of December, potentially being a chance of winning your first trophy at a football club. Mm. I think that's a wonderful opportunity and I've no doubt Gio will be exactly the same. Rangers didn't want to lose Steven Gerrard but uh, it's happened, they, they've, it's worked quite nicely for them in the space of this international break, John, the fact that there's been no disruption, there's been no game played without a manager uh, and they'll be hoping just to kick on mm. with Van Bronckhorst in charge. Don't know if he's going to be. Well, will he be in the on the touchline in the in the dugout? I mean, I don't see why not. This is Thursday. Yeah. The game's on Sunday, so you would imagine he will take charge and and look to drive them on into that final. Absolutely, and he knows the blueprint of the club. He's been a former player. Yes, you know what was it? Twenty years ago, almost now, mm. when he left the club. But he knows the size of the task, and I don't think he'll be phased by it because he's been there before. He's won things before. And he was the one, it's nice to know from a personal point of view, Giovanni Van Bronckers will be thinking, they really wanted me, they come after me, they made me feel as if the Rangers really wanted me to be their manager. And that'll make him feel good about the job as well, you know, in terms of the fans wanted him. You look at the names that have been mentioned, the likes of Derek McInnes, Lampard, Gattuso. They were mentioned, obviously, newspaper talk and rumours, but ultimately, Giovanni Van Bronckers, from the word go, mm. I think it looks like they wanted this man to be the next manager Rangers and they've got their man and it certainly he certainly won't be faced by what's in front of him. Yes, there's always pressures. If if Ange Postecoglou ends up winning the league this year, how will it go down? It, it, you know, you talk mm. about you talk about um, Van Bronckers. Yeah, yeah. Greg is talking great opportunity for him to go and win his first trophy. Postecoglou could do it in his first year. Yep. Also, yep. you know, so there's also, you know, but for me you know, Rangers will be delighted. They've got their man. I think the fans are, are listening to are listening to Craig on the on the show. Uh, Scott, sorry, on the show. You know, you seem very happy with Van yeah. Bronckers, Scott. Yeah, and Scott John John's making the point there that that Rangers have been decisive about this, haven't they? That they they've known that they've had a plan for Stephen Gerrard leaving. It's 
it's always been Giovanni Van Bronckhorst for them. They've just gone and got him, uh, and that's the today the jo- job completed. Yeah, I think the role that Ross Wilson can't go underappreciated here. I think the upgrade between from Mark Allen to Ross Wilson. So when it was Mark Allen, it was go between the didn't know who we wanted. It was McKen- we went we went we wanted McKenna's. We could four months approach him, and then we just gave it to Marty to the end of the season, and then we plucked Gerard out of nowhere. So I think a plan has been put in place by, say, Ross Wilson, Stuart Robinson, Stuart Robertson, these kind of folks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. If, I think John was saying just before I came on about uh, transfer budget. I don't. I don't personally. I don't think Gio will need to sign anyone in January. I think. Like, I think we've got the best squad in the league. But by a good distance, to be honest, in terms of depth. So obviously he want his own players, but I don't think he'll be that desperate to sign anyone. And obviously he wins the league in the summer. He's got the Champions League budget to play for to get some better quality players in. Yeah, and he comes in, Craig, at a time when uh, uh, Ryan Kent is back in the team, yep. having a massive impact on them, looking refreshed mm-hmm. after his break. Uh, and Ryan Jack is back on the scene as well. So arguably, at the moment, the Rangers squad is getting even stronger. It is. Especially Ryan Jack, it's like a... It's like a new signing because the length of time that he's been out, um, it's been a long time. He's come in, he'll be recharged, refreshed. But again, you, the concern is with these players that have been out long term is, is that level of consistency. But Ryan Jack will be buzzing, looking to do well. Do they need to go into the market? Uh, they, they, I probably agree with Scott in terms of I still think the Rangers have the best squad. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you, that you, you go on and win the title. But if, <clears throat> if come the transfer window something was to happen because nobody expected Steven Gerrard to leave when he did. Anything can happen in football. That next window opens up and potentially a player leaves that you didn't think. That's where Ross Wilson's job is very important and where he's always working behind the scenes, whether it be a new coach to make sure that there's that transitional planning. It's the same for players, Scott. You know, If something was to happen, they'll be ready to move. They'll have a short list of players for every position. Just reading, uh, Scott mentioned uh, Ross Wilson there. He was paying tribute to the sporting director at Rangers, Ross Wilson. Uh, some, some quotes from him are emerging as well. I'm, delight- I'm delighted to welcome Gio back to Rangers. He was respected throughout Europe as a player and he's already shown why he has that same respect as a coach. He's already shown himself to be a winner. He knows the club. He knows the quality of the squad. And uh, are you okay there, Scott? Because I'm hearing <laughs> cars going past at a rate of knots. There, are you? I, I need yeah. to know you're okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I was, yeah, I'm just outside walking home when you get to the phone. Alrighty. Um, just so, just quoting uh, Ross Wilson here. Um, outside of the formal discussions, Gio and I have. Uh, Already had numerous other informed conversations and I can see how excited he is. I'm looking forward to introducing him to the squad soon. He's been part of a long list of managers we've been tracking for a period of time to ensure that we're always ready. Uh, When Stephen intimated his decision last Wednesday, we immediately got to work on what was then a focused shortlist, as he describes it. Uh, We held initial talks within 48 hours and concluded our decision uh, making within six days of the role becoming available. So that just underlines what we're talking about. It's been quick, John Hartson. It's been decisive. Um, and could he be the man to take Rangers on another another step now after what Steven Gerrard's done? Well, they're hoping so. They're hoping so. Scott thinks um, that the squad is strong enough. I think Ange will um, add another three or four in January. 
that's that's absolutely nailed on. He's going to do that. Do you think the Rangers squad at the moment, as we speak right now, before the window, do you think the Rangers squad, do you agree with Craig that the Rangers squad is stronger than the Celtic squad? I think slightly, yes, in terms of numbers. Um, I'd say Celtic have the best front three in mm-hmm. terms of, you look at how they're playing. James Forrest to come back as well into the fray. Um, he's like a new signing, if you like. Like you talk about Ryan Kent. I think Celtic need a couple of additions that are a bit short. You know, you look at um, Tom Rogic was out last week and we haven't got a natural replacement mm. for Tom Rogic. I think we need a creative midfield player. We need another centre-forward. Uh, Jack Amakis has been OK. Um, but again, you know, he hasn't quite hit the ground running. He hasn't played a lot of football, by the way. Defensively, you know, Celtic have looked shaky at times. Got better in recent weeks. He's kept several clean sheets. So there's work to do at Celtic, not to say that uh, there's no work at all to do at Rangers. As Craig said, they've stumbled at times this season. They've not been as convincing as what they were last season, winning it by conceding 13 goals, winning the league very, very comfortable. So I still think Giovanni van Bronckhorst, if he can, he might have to maybe sell one or two, but if he can, I'm sure he'd like to bring in one or two additions to make the group even stronger than what they are. Because there's no foregone conclusion that Rangers are going to retain the title. Mm. And again, Celtic Celtic really believe now. I think I'm just giving the, the mm. club a really big belief in terms of we can actually surprise everybody here and, and go and win this title. One of the big differences, Scott, uh, between Steven Gerrard and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is that Gerrard accumulated his managerial experience at Rangers. Uh, Van Bronckhorst comes in Uh, with already quite a bit of managerial experience. He's been coaching in China most recently, but he'd four years at Feyenoord when he won a couple of Dutch Cups. And and I think more more significantly, um, he won their first title in in 18 years. So he's got that already under his belt. Yeah, as Gavart mentioned earlier, he's got the best pedigree we've had in a manager in a while. And I think, obviously, his record speaks for itself. He went to China... Didn't do great in China. I was only there for six, seven months and mm-hmm. then he had to go home to his family. I think this pandemic yeah. uh, hurt him with that. But yeah, as I said, he's good. Aye, Gerard was, was a massive risk that eventually paid off. I don't think that... Obviously, Gio was a risk. Cause risking any appointment. Any appointment made. I think his backroom staff's important, though. They've been talking maybe Kevin Thompson leaving Kelton to be an assistant. They played with Tom- Thompson for a... For a Decent bit of Rangers, Barry Ferguson maybe. So friends of the show, Barry Ferguson might leave Alwa to be an assistant. I think the backroom staff, which hasn't been announced yet, is, is important. Jenner's backroom staff, with Michael Beale and Guy McAllister, Tom Coulson, those kind of folks, yeah. were massive in Jenner's. I think she will be no different. I think it will be ex Rangers, it's just what route he goes down. And yeah. a Dutch route talks, maybe Michael Moles, as maybe Scotland route with Barry Ferguson, Kevin Thompson, people like that. Scott, good to have you on the show and you're obviously delighted at that uh, news today of uh, the appointment of Giovanni van Brockhorst. We'll hear from you soon. All the best. Cheers, Scott. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he touches on uh, an important aspect of this, of course. We'll talk about it as the show goes on. Um, what will his, uh, how will his coaching lineup look? Uh, what will he have alongside him? Will he look to have some sort of Scottish influence in that uh, coaching setup? You would imagine. So, the big news, in case you weren't with us right at the top of the show, the new Rangers manager is Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. What are you thinking? 0808 17 17 700. 
The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Yeah, we brought you the big news right at the top of the show. The new Rangers manager, Stephen Gerrard's replacement. Uh, He went to Villa last week and uh, in the last half hour, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, one of Craig Moore's old teammates, is the new Rangers manager. We had Scott on the line there, delighted about the appointment and very optimistic about what he could mean and maybe driving Rangers on uh, to even better things, having won their first trophy in 10 years, courtesy of Steven Gerrard and his team uh, winning the title by 25 points last season. Uh, they've got a League Cup semi-final on Sunday. Uh, then they've got uh, their next Europa League game on Thursday. It's a massive one. It's like a cup final in Europe against Sparta Prague yep. next Thursday. Uh, so you would have expected, Craig, nothing less, but the big matches are right on top of them from the word go. Very much so. But again, that's that's a pressure that comes with Rangers. That's a pressure that comes with Celtic. Every game is a big game and there's always one just around the corner. Uh, but Giovanni finds himself exactly in that position. Look... It's one of those ones where again he's got a, he's got a ready-made squad at this moment in time. Uh, he I assume he won't come in and make any mass changes. He'll let he'll let people slowly start to underst- understand the way that he would like to to operate. Like any new manager coming into a football club, it'll be good for uh, competition within the um, the group. Uh, you know, training everyone so it's a clean slate for every player. Um, normally you don't need to go looking for trouble, Rob. Trouble comes looking for you. Uh, so it's just the way that, that Giovanni manages that, that first four to six weeks. But we go. Big, important game uh, um, against Hibs in the semi-final. You touch on also uh, Europa you know, against, against Prague. Great opportunities for Rangers and sitting top of the table. So they're in a fantastic position. And I think that, that, that Giovanni is in a position now where, again, massive change Definitely will not happen. It'll just be slowly trying to implement and get his own little small bits of detail across to try and get the maximum out of these players and to get them lifted again because we, we've got to be honest, they have not been at their best this season. Mm-hmm. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 for your, your reaction even to uh, the appointment of Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Let's talk to Sean. Hi, Sean. Hello, guys. All right, Sean, Sean, how are you? Are you pleased? I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited. I think I've had Sky Sports on for about a week non-stop. They even pumped the channel. It's just, and it just, it's, been, it's been the longest week ever. I think the weeks I've been flying in for the last two years, but this week is just, it's everywhere seems a bit freer, but I'm so excited. I've got my guy. A guy that won uh, against, was it Thailand? 18 years of football in the league. Yeah. With a low budget, won the league in his first set. I think, I think he's got to bring excitement time. And I know he's not got much money to spend in January, no less players sell, but because I think it's one understand he's not got any money, no less somebody goes out the door. But I think I think he'll do well at Rangers. I'm excited. Do you think there was a shortlist, Sean, or do you think he was the man right from Stephen Gerrard's departure onwards? I think they made a shortlist, but I think they were really concentrating on wine guys. I think of as many people got an interview. I think it was two or three, but. I think they were concentrating on him. So I think if he didn't, I think if he did turn down the job, it would um, it wouldn't look good on Rangers. But I'm glad they got the guy and keep chasing him. But I think there wasn't really a shortlist. What you say there? What do you well, think? What do you think, Craig? Uh, Rob, sorry. Look, <clears throat> he was he was certainly um, 
top of the, that short list. I imagine there were there was three or four managers that, that Ross Wilson would continually monitor for that that plan B, that strategy. What if? Um, but in terms of conversations, I think Giovanni would have been the first, um, the first serious one, and I don't think anything elsewhere would have got to to a level. I think that Gio was their man. I think that um, if anything. Um, I think with what happened in terms of the drawn-out process at Celtic as well, Rangers definitely wouldn't have wanted to put themselves in that position. Mm. Deal with your business, get it done quickly, um, and that's that's what they've done. Actually, I I was hoping that it was going to be done sooner. If I'm being honest, you know, mm. I felt that it was one of those ones where um, the decision is the right decision. Um, they knew their man, I think, pretty early doors. And then it was just about trying to get him in for me as quick as possible because the later it goes to a game, uh, you know, whether that unsettles a group rather than gets them nice and relaxed, ready to go again. But he's in now. Does this make you think, John Hartson, about what Celtic did on the back of Brendan Rodgers leaving? Um, their performance in replacing Brendan Rodgers um, and what Rangers have done here in quick time getting uh, Van Bronckhorst in instead of Gerrard? Um, well, they've acted quickly, haven't they? Um, when Brendan Rodgers... Celtic went, acted quickly, but they went back to Neil Lennon. Yes, and at that particular time, they just won the... Um, they won a treble, and they? The one, mm. They beat Hearts in the in the cup final. At that particular time, there was a bit of joy. There was... there was Obviously, it was, um, it was divided. A lot of people... Were happy to see me. A lot of people didn't. It didn't didn't quite work out. Um, but the Rangers fans are hoping on the back of their success under Steven Gerrard, they feel that, and obviously the board, um, they feel that Van Bronckhurst is is the next man. He's the one who's going to continue the success that Steven Gerrard had last season. Took him three and a half seasons. Took him a couple of seasons to do it. Mm-hmm. But this is and and I go go back to the initial appointment. I think they have had two or three in mind. Van Bronckhurst being top of that list and once he showed an interest in, in the job that was it they went after their man that's how I feel this has been drawn out but it's an exciting period for them because Steven Gerrard was a 4-3-3 man ever since he came to the club it was a flat back four it was three in midfield it was three up top what's Van Bronckhurst going to do is he going to stick to that system yeah. is is he going to favour Morelos over Roof is he gonna? Where's he gonna play Hadji? Is he gonna play five across the middle? We don't know because mm. you know he's been working in Europe. He's got maybe a European system in mind that he likes. So there'll be a lot of you know there'll be a lot of tinkering mm-hmm. with the team. Uh, he probably wouldn't want to change that much nah. on the, not, not, not right away, on the back anyway. of their success mm-hmm. last season. Um, but it'll be interesting. But I I'm a I'm adamant that he'll want to bring in a couple of players Yeah, in, in, don't just think he can carry on to work with the group that he's got he'll want to add to the group we've, we've got Sean with us uh, we've got Jason uh, on the line as well hi Jason good evening how are you doing good thank you what are you thinking about uh, the news over the moon uh, I think it might be the first time in a football club's history where a, a fan base has, has picked their next candidate I think from <laughs> the word I think from the word go with, with Gerard leaving the Rangers support um, you know, wanted to get this done quickly, as I'm sure the club did as well. But Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was the name that was on every Rangers supporter's lips. It was all over social media. Anyone that I spoke to that's involved or supports Rangers was Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, mm. and the club have obviously picked up on that and seen him as a suitable candidate as well. So, um, I think it's a fantastic signing. Um, Gerard was 
a good servant to the club. Um, there was a bit of a bitter taste in my mouth the way he left, but I'm not going to go into that tonight because that's, that's sort of old news now and we look forward to, to the new Giovanni Van Bronckhorst era. Yeah, talking of Steven Gerrard, this was him. Let's have a quick listen to, to him today. Uh, he was unveiled officially at Aston Villa uh, today and of course there was, there was a mention uh, about the job he's just left. It was a difficult decision and um, I certainly left with a heavy heart. Uh, I built up some fantastic relationships up at Rangers. It's a club that I've got immense respect for. Um, I was given a remit three and a half years ago up at Rangers and um, we went on a journey and we completed that remit approximately 10 days ago. The opportunity came to join another iconic club and I think it's important to make sure that this press conference is about Aston Villa and um, it was an opportunity that I couldn't let pass me by. I think that was the sound of him blocking off any further questions uh, coming his way at Aston Villa today about about Rangers. Uh, Jason, do you do you agree with his assessment? Did he achieve his? Did he complete his remit? Was it job done for Steven Gerrard? Um, listen, yes, it was. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of chat about people saying, you know, he won one in nine and uh, and all that kind of stuff, which is true. Obviously, in the cup competitions, we weren't, um, you know, uh, at the races. Um, and there were certain times where we, we fell at the final hurdle on, on, on various occasions in semi-finals at Hampden, etc. But if somebody said to me when Gerard first started, would you rather win eight cups or would you rather stop the 10? I think every supporter would say they would rather stop the 10 than win the eight. So as far as that goes, um, yes, he's, he's done his job. Um, like I said to you, there was a bit of a, a bad taste in a lot of the supporters' mouths, the way that it happened. You know, He's in that uh, interview today saying that it was a difficult decision for him and he's got a heavy heart but then the interview that he'd done a few days back said that he wanted it done as quickly as possible so for me that kind of contradicts itself if you're if you're all in at a club and you want more and um, you know you're, you're committed to, to taking it to the next level but you want something done as quickly as possible it just it doesn't add up um, so um, I wish him all the best but whether or not I believe a lot of the stuff that he's been saying in interviews is, is, is questionable Sean, does this feel like good timing to you? Steven Gerrard uh, has done his three and a half years. Um, he's improved the squad immeasurably. He's got silverware in the trophy room with that title last season. Um, and now do you see Giovanni Van Bronckhorst as an upgrade from there to, to kick Rangers on another level? I think it could be an upgrade. I don't want to get too carried away, but I think it will be an upgrade for... Yeah, but what Gerard done, he, what, he, he done well in Europe. I can't fault him for Europe because some of the... But a wee couple of strippies this season, but in Europe over the four years, he was good. But in the Cups, I would have liked to have won a, a Cup, but what Jason says, we won the main league title with, with a log on for Stoke Celtic to get in 10. So we need to be a bit pleased, obviously. We've all got a wee bit of bitter in our moves because he just walked that fast. He left in the Wednesday and he was signed in the Thursday. But let's be honest, we're happy now, so... Move on and wish Gerard on the best because I think Aston Villa are a decent club. So, but just hopefully he doesn't come in and take make some of our players, our good players. Craig, would you have been worried about the semi-final at all mm. if you were going into it with a caretaker management team? Yes, yes, I, I would have been. Um, and and the reason being is if you don't then get the the result in terms of go and win that football match and get to a final, I actually felt that that could have been a, a, a potentially a season changer. Um, that's how important I felt it was, Rob. Mm. Um, so for me, I'm absolutely delighted that they they have acted. Look, times have changed as well in terms of the amount of people that are involved in the decision-making process. you got to remember back 
when, when, when David Murray was involved and, uh, and back in the day, my time at Rangers, one man just made a decision, John. It was quick. There was no fuss. It was just decisions mm. were made and it was, it was, he made that decision. There was no committee involved. <laughs> no, so nowadays the process and the way that football clubs are structured and the way that they run, there's a lot, there's a lot more to, to making decisions. So that's why we don't see them made as quickly. Um, but I was desperate to, to, to see um, and had is a that, good feeling. Is that Man you there, Craig? I'm just putting together my coaching team. <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, that, that's, the next, that's the next interesting part, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And how do you see that? Do, uh, do you think, will he have decided already? I mean, that's a top question. I mean, I've, I've heard nothing uh, in terms of you know, potentially what... Um, would go in with uh, a Giovanni, for example. I've, you know, like everybody else in terms of Van Gestel, who was still in China, and I'm sure Giovanni's got a lot of lot of people that he trusts and are close. Was that his number two at Feyenoord? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, personally, I would like to see, uh, you know, whether a Barry Ferguson or a Kevin Thompson or someone of that ilk that's involved in the in the coaching staff in terms of one of the the first team coaches, because I think it's important that there is that. That DNA, that that understanding of the football club, and that ability to bounce between the manager and the playing group, I think it's of vital importance. Jason, do you do, do you see today and this announcement in the last half hour um, as being really significant in terms of the way this season now pans out? A hundred percent. You know, obviously touching on what you were discussing there, as far as. <clears throat> if there was a temporary sort of coaching team in charge for the semi-final, like Craig said, I would be I'd be really worried about that situation. So I think the timing is it's I'd not say perfect. Perfect for me would have been a couple of days back, but it's, it's certainly mm. good that we you know, got over the line very quickly as far as um, the way that managers um, get appointed at a club now. You know, it was it was targeted initially from Rangers. There's obviously been ongoing discussions over the last week or so and it's now over the line so um, if I'm honest I don't know what kind of man Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is, I don't know what kind of football he plays because I've never really seen too much of his final team um, so I'm looking forward to seeing if he's going to change much within the team, um, I was looking to speak to Craig and, yep. and get a bit of insight obviously Craig, Craig knows knows the man um, what, what, what kind of man is Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, Craig what, 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 what can Rangers fans expect from him would you say Oh, well, look, I have no doubt that the four-three-three formation uh, is is something that Giovanni will stick with. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a curriculum that they've grown up with. It's what they know, and and obviously within that, uh, you know, there can be subtle changes. Whether it's uh, the, the wide attackers coming inside or they're they're out as wingers, and and even the three in the middle. Whether you have got two holding one at the one at the top or or the other way around. It'll be a four-three-three formation. I've no doubts about that. That that's the way that, that Giovanni will look to to play, uh, and I don't expect huge changes. Like it says, when a new manager comes into a job, you can't do too much too soon. You just gradually got to slowly implement your style, your little bits of detail, and raise and try to get the standard uh, up again. And I just think that, that that competitive nature that is required now, the clean slate for all players. I love Alfredo Morelos. I think he's done a wonderful job, but I can guarantee you now he'll be running a little bit harder and a little bit faster, otherwise he won't be playing. Those kind of things I think are really important because it's about standards. Uh, you set standards, you get the respect, 
and then you go and get the performances and the results. Going to just ask that question to you, Sean, as well. D- does what's yep. happened today change your expectations at all about what you think Rangers can achieve this season? To be honest, I've actually got a wee bit of boost. I think it'll be Rangers a wee bit of boost because I think you'll try and get um, the team to take it as a clean start. And everybody, uh, I think Big says earlier, it's a fresh start for everybody. So everybody's wanting to prove themselves to the manager. Because sometimes after a couple of years with the same manager, uh, players might think, oh, okay, I'm getting into this team. Like, look at Goldstone. Some, um, last season, he was good. This season, he's had a couple of wee slippery moments. And every time when people say, ah, he's not had a good game, but um, Gerard seemed to pick him. So, and, uh, so there's a couple of players that were feeling a wee bit of fight. Well, he's certainly play at his best this season, but he's getting picked. So I think it's a fresh start for everybody. And I think when they, when they start training together, when they manage on that, I think a lot of people will need to prove themselves to be in that team. And I don't think you'll be scared to drop people like Morales and that. I think it's a fresh start for everybody. So I'm buzzing for this season. Sean, Jason, good to have you on the show. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thank you. All the best on the day that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was named as the new Rangers manager. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. We told you right at the top of the show, the big Scottish football news of the day. Giovanni Van Bronco says he feels so lucky after being confirmed as the new manager of Rangers. Uh, the news came out just before five o'clock, just before we came on air. The 46-year-old Dutchman will replace Steven Gerrard, who left, of course, for Aston Villa. He was officially unveiled there today. Uh, subject uh, to being granted a work permit, Van Bronckhorst played for, played for Rangers, of course, between uh, 1998 and 2001. He won five trophies in that time, including a couple of titles. He went on to win more with Arsenal and Barcelona, including the Champions League uh, with Barca before coaching Feyenoord to the Dutch title. It was their first in 18 years. So it was pretty momentous uh, in the Netherlands at the time. Uh, The midfielder also won 106 caps for his country, captaining them at the 2010 World Cup final, which was his last match as a player. It is Giovanni Van Bronckhorst uh, who has replaced Stephen Gerrard today, Rob McLean, Craig Moore and John Hartson in the studio. And we've got George on the line, George from Bathgate. George, how are you? How you doing, Rob? All right? Yeah, good, thank you. What are you thinking about the news? Uh, I'm delighted, Rob. I was on last week um, on the day when Gerrard left um, and I, I think it was uh, Craig and I think it was Leanne that was on and a lot of folk were a bit doing the things like that, and I said, let's take the positive out of this, Ken. Um, I, I thought maybe we had been a wee bit stale for the mm. We've got a good, we've got a good manager in there. So, oh, a matter if he if he fits the club and things like that, Rob. Ken, he's been here before, but uh, I think um, Stephen Gerrard fitted the club well and done well for us. So let's let's just hope that uh, Gio can do the exact same and give that wee lift and that wee kick on. And like Craig was saying there a wee minute ago, if he gets an extra wee couple of miles an hour, eh, Alfred <laughs> and a wee bit maybe a challenge to certain guys. Uh, we've got the squad there today at New Rob. I just hope we can get the kick on uh, for to continue the rest of the season. We're four points ahead, but in the semi final of the Cup, and we've got a playoff, like I said last week, to stay in Europe by Christmas. So it's a great chance for them to come in and, uh, and do a job for us. Was it, as you look back on it now, only a week, but was it time up for Steven Gerrard? Is, is the timing right for Rangers to be changing manager? 
I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that because I'll always be thankful for what Stephen Gerrard done. Uh, the last call I was bang on, Ken. If we had won nine trophies, but hadn't they won the uh, and and um, our biggest rivals have been on to win the the tenth title, Rob. I don't think the nine trophies would have mattered, but we were the most important one as far as I'm concerned. So uh, for me, Stephen Gerrard will always be up there as a manager. Stopped to ten and got us to our fifty-fifth title. So uh, was it the right time? I, I, I don't know if it was the right time, but as soon as he uh, turned his back and went to didn't back into the Premiership, uh, Rob, you've got to go and do something new and find a, a new direction to go. And for day one, for that very second, I thought Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would definitely be the right guy uh, to take us in the right direction. So I'm absolutely delighted we've got the the manager in. I'm delighted we've got the, the guy who I wanted in because there have been a few candidates uh, for the job. It's one of the biggest jobs in British football. So I'm delighted we've got the right guy. And I just hope we can hit the ground running and give him a wee bit kick up the back end Rob and we can hopefully move on to here Yeah George I was just going to say you kind of answered a little bit there but I mean am I surprised that Stephen Gerrard left clearly clearly I'm not but I mean the two things that he wanted to do obviously was get to the Premier League and be closer with his family so he's achieved that with this, with this move um, I, I think that Rangers although they're and you touch on it in a wonderful position in terms of top of the league semi-final of the League Cup still got a chance to get beyond Christmas Um I was concerned in terms of the performances um, and and really not being able to to turn that corner. So, personally, I'm not overly disappointed that the change has been made now because imagine that goes on. So, when would be the time if you see another five or six games leading into Christmas if you, we still haven't seen Rangers perform better? Would have would have January been the right time? You know what I mean? Well, that, that's exactly it, Craig. You're bang on. I was just speaking to my mate on the phone half an hour ago there and I actually messaged him three or four weeks ago. I couldn't put my, my finger on it, Craig. Ken, we've got the same team. Uh, we're not playing the same football, but we're winning the game. So, is there something stale there? And I mean, I, I heard they came out with these uh, press conferences and said the remit was to get to 55. So, once you get to five, 55, is that it earned done me? Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig, I wouldn't like to think. I would like to think he's a professional that continues going. But yep. do the players look at that and think, Ken, We've not got into uh, the Champions League. We've been beat after Malmo and things like that. Um, so I think it's probably, I it probably is the right time for the day. And I think that the clubs move swiftly. Uh, we've done it professionally and went out and got the guy who we wanted, Craig. And, and like you say, he is a great manager, Craig. But let's just hope he fits into but we a remit for what we want to do continue going forward because he's done a great job at Feyenoord. Um, when Ajax had all the spending money. People have got a great deal of spending money. I think there will be a bit of money there. And I think he's already actually been told. We, we don't need to sell anybody. We're not in a position where we yep. definitely need to sell anybody. So I think we're in a great position. And what a chance it is for him to come in. Massive. And Massive. And in the club. Only time will tell, of course. Lots of optimism in the air. Uh, lots of uh, Rangers fans saying this was the, the people's choice. This was what everybody wanted. Uh, and it's come to fruition. And it's happened today. John Hartson, what is the Celtic reaction, do you think, to this today? What what do you feel about uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst as Rangers manager? What does that do to the season from a Celtic point of view? Well, we never... we I think from a Celtic point of view, everybody was saying how much of a good job Gerard did last season. Conceded 13 goals in the league. Won the league by 25 points. And um, I think it's... They respected Steven Gerrard, obviously, for that, for, for for winning the league so comfortably. And I don't think it'll be any different. I, I think the, the, the change to Gianni, uh, Giovanni van Bronckhurst, I think um, he comes in, he, 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 knows the, he knows the blueprint of the football club. He's been there before. He comes as a winner, a former player, of course. Um, 
But even if Stephen had stayed on, I still think the challenge was there mm-hmm. for Celtic Rob. I think that Rangers started the season as huge favourites. Celtic have brought Ange Postacoglu in. He's he's had to buy um, sixteen new players. Start from a goalkeeper to three strikers, four midfield players, three defenders. He's had to build a, a brand new football team, and that's what he's done. So, I I think the title for me. Rangers are still favourites. I think if Celtic can continue to be on Rangers' tail, there's just two semi-finals coming up at the weekend. Both managers, Ange Postecoglou and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, have an opportunity to, to go and win their first trophies if they can get through to the semi to the final. Mm-hmm. It's always a great thing for a new manager when he comes in to win a trophy early. Ange's got the opportunity to do that in his first season. Van Bronckhurst has got the chance to do it coming in as new Rangers manager. So it's given the, it's given Rangers uh, a boost simply because Rangers fans feel they've got the right man in. Mm-hmm. They really wanted Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. They saw him as the, the perfect fit, a good manager, and it will give the club a lift, certainly give them a lift, because as um, Craig and a few of the lads, the Rangers fans that we've been listening to, just say, say that it's stagnated a little bit mm-hmm. under, under Steven Gerrard. Um, George was just saying that Rangers were winning games but not quite mm. putting not... putting teams to the sword yeah. like they were last season yeah. they've conceded a few, too many goals defensively so it'll give Rangers a lift but in terms of what the Celtic fan will, fans will feel well we have a fantastic manager we will add to the numbers of the, the squad in, in, the, in the January break they have to do that it's been guaranteed to bring in a few more players and I just feel the race is still on. There's, um, a, there's an massively. awful long way to go. But you've brought in somebody that the club wanted. They were determined to get their man. They've yeah. got their man. It gives the club a lift. The fans are absolutely delighted by it. But listen, the, the proof is going to be in the next six um, months and how they can deal with pressures of winning semi-finals and cup finals. I think it's. I, th- I actually just think that Scottish football this season is really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's a lot of people, obviously, that, that didn't know Ange. Um, and, and, I, and I love the way that he deals with the media here. But more importantly, clearly we can all see that he's made a massive improvement at that football club in a very, very short space of time. I have no doubt that Celtic, that, that there, there's a title race on this season. And that's why I also felt that it was really, really important that, that Rangers uh, were able to, <clears throat> to do their business and, and do that quickly um, to be able to then consolidate and be able to move forward, Rob. But Giovanni obviously comes in with, with a lot to prove in terms of he'll want to come here and, and win trophies and show that he can win con- uh, trophies in another country. Ange Postacoglu is is one of the most determined characters I've ever come across. And if he gets a sniff of it, if, if, they, get there, if they get close, I'll tell you what, it, it's game on because he is driven by success. He, he, you know, he's touched on him being a builder and he's put this team together. Steven Gerrard took three and a half years. To, you're talking about the turnaround, 15 players, John, to, to then go and win a title. Mm. You know, and just maybe, you know, 12 to 15 players he's already brought in. Mm. But he showed, um, for me, a remarkable improvement and gelling these players together very, very quickly. So I just think that it's really, really exciting yeah. title this season with two managers that I think that everybody respects on either side. Yeah. George, good to hear from you. Thanks for your call on the day that uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was formally announced 
as the new Rangers manager. We've spoken uh, an hour about it already and after the news at six, we'll be back on today's top story again. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! We've always got the television screen on in the studio. Sky Sports News uh, blaring out between uh, five and seven while we're on air. And it was interesting uh, to look across there during the news and to see uh, the pictures changing from Stephen Gerrard flashing the Aston Villa strip at the camera as he was officially unveiled uh, today. Very quickly followed by uh, the Giovanni Van Bronckhorst story, which is on the screen right now. Uh, Those two. Uh, have swapped over Stephen Gerrard Villa last week and uh, as of today, just before five o'clock, just before we came on air, it was finally announced. Uh, we knew it was happening. Um, it was, it's was it been coming for a few days now. Uh, finally, formally, uh, the announcement was made that uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst is the new manager at Rangers. There'll be lots of talk, of course, about styles of play, what sort of style of play he's going to adopt. But it would be madness, clearly, wouldn't it, to to change very much about a team that's currently four points clear at the top of the league in the League Cup semi-finals and then with a chance still of making the knockout stages of the Europa League. Craig? Yeah, nah, for me, you're spot on, Rob. I think it's all just about fine-tuning, you know, slight adjustments, Certainly not massive amounts of change, but ways to be able to uh, improve uh, performance. And and Giovanni, um, that will be his his job uh, in terms of what he, he's looking to try and do uh, in the initial stages. Like I said, and then it will be just phased in in terms of uh, any particular changes that he want to make that will come a little bit further down the line. But it's always, look, when a new manager comes in, it's always the same, Rob. You know, you, you've got the the players that are that are hanging off at every word. Um, you've got to earn their respect. Uh, he has that, obviously, as a player, but they, there's still a lot of people maybe that won't know of him in terms of what, what he's actually um, done at his time at Rangers, sorry. So he, he's got to earn the respect of that playing group. But I just think that when they, they come into that, that environment, the players, they have to respond. Uh, and for me, that... That's a good thing. I, I, I think it's come at the right time. Um, again, Rangers, Celtic, you have to come in. You have to win. We know the consequences mm-hmm. if you don't win. We know how quickly, John, it changes because we're all talking about it when one or two games Rangers don't do not do well or, or vice versa with Celtic. We, we know what it's like and normally the ones that come into the job know that as well. Yeah, but Craig mentioned it earlier on about uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and the Rangers man- manager. He'd be foolish to change the system. It's gone so well mm. for Rangers, that four-three-three, but that might not be his favourite system. Mm. So he'd have a look at what he's got. He'd have a look in at time, in personnel, yeah. in time, and 
it might not work for him in terms of his philosophy and how he wants to play the game, how he's done, how he's played himself in, in systems. You look at Hans Postacoglu's system, is it's high press, it's press from the front, it's high energy levels, it's on the front foot. Um, Those inverted fullbacks. Inverted fullbacks. Um, it, it's, it's, it's all these things like going forward. You know, forward, forward, press high. Let's get after and lose the ball. There's like a 10-second time period where you have to try and all go. It's triggers from the midfield, the front man go, the midfield go, the defence push-up. It's all these type of things. And Giovanni Van Broncos, there's no doubt that he will bring his own philosophy, his, his experience in terms of what systems that he know. But initially, I, th I think, Craig, you're right in terms of sticking with the 4-3-3. Um, personnel might change as we have, have alluded to in terms of Morelos whether mm -hmm. he might get a rocket up his backside in terms of the amount of work that he's doing and um, but in terms of personnel one or two positions may change in terms of that big po big possibility mm. uh, like I said, you just don't see managers make a massive changes when they come in because it makes it makes no sense no one thinks it going well no and, and also uh, you know again Rangers would want to stick to uh, a type of football that the, the the playing group are used to that's part of the, that that planning in terms mm. of what is next anyway um you're right John personnel there might be there might be some changes that's where it gets interesting when the new manager comes in you know what was the last starting 11 what then will be uh, the next starting 11 and that's a part that I like in terms of clean slate as a football player when you feel as if maybe you're doing everything you can day in day out not getting that opportunity they'll all feel as if they've got an opportunity to play now here's a thought um, in terms of personnel what about John Sutter for Rangers in January well if what I'm hearing I'm not sure if it's 100% correct or not if his contract is up at the end of the season it is then I would certainly um, be having a, a look if they're not already having a look, I mean, his story has been amazing. Oh. We, we know the pain that he's had in terms of the, the Achilles injuries. He's worked ever so hard to, to get back to playing football, um, coming back and being an absolute standout for Hearts this season. We're going to probably talk about Scotland a little bit later on the show, but his story in terms of then coming and scoring the goal against I mean, For me, it was just, it's a wonderful, wonderful story. And I've no doubt that Rangers and Celtic will be looking at him, but at the same time, I'd have no doubt that clubs down south are looking as well. Well, I think there are maybe nine championship teams in England who've been credited with an interest. Is that all? In Is that all? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe all, maybe all of them, to be honest. Yeah. And you know, one the one that came up, you know, initially was Stoke, where his brother Harry plays already. Picked up a uh, bad injury, his brother. It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, John Suter's come through three Achilles operations, mm -hmm. and now his brother's out for the best part of a ACL. year with with ACL. It's incredible. And of course, the 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 happy side of the of the story was John Suter coming back with Scotland and scoring that goal. Uh, we're going to try and get through the rest of the show without mentioning Wales at all. John, hope you're okay <laughs> with that. Um, but what, I mean, the mention there of John Suter and the fact that I, I saw I saw £500,000 mentioned today as a possible fee in January because his, because his contract, uh, there may be some clause that, that he can move for that in January. Yeah. His contract's up in the summer anyway. Mm -hmm. Um what about John Suter for Celtic, John? We we don't know what John Suter is thinking right now. He might be saying to his agent, I want to have a crack down south. So all of a sudden his agent is looking at teams down south, championship teams. Um, or he might be getting phone calls from Celtic or Rangers. We're, all we're doing is, is, is surmising possibly what might happen 
with this fantastic young centre-back. Um, one thing we, he's guaranteed, he's going to get options and it looks like he will move on mm-hmm. uh, from Hearts in terms of that. So, well, I, I mean, there will be, there will de- there, there's obviously interest down south, um, but sometimes we, we look back on so many examples, don't we, of players who've gone to England from outside of Rangers and Celtic that you, you look back and you think, well, why did the big two up here mm. not actually grab hold of them I mean John McGinn is obviously a, a screaming example of you've that you've got loads Rob you've got Andy Robertson who, who was at Dundee United went mm. to Hull then you got Kieran Tini who went for 25 million so some are massive success stories mm-hmm. and others like yeah. one or two others maybe fall by the wayside and don't make the impact down south mm. and then but I would, I would I would be sure that both Celtic and Rangers would be monitoring that situation mm. um, of course you know, Jackie McNamara, his agent. Um, you know, again, you know, we might have a say in it. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I would imagine that that ultimately you'd get a lot of advice, but it's, it's where John feels that he wants to go next. That, that's a key thing because everybody in Scotland just assumes that if players are doing well outside the old firm, why, are they not, why do they not end up at Rangers or Celtic? But then the player also is the ultimate decision maker. That might not be a path that th- these players actually want to take, John. So the opportunity maybe to, to go down south, um, to, to continue to build a career down there. Many people have done it, as you've touched on, and been hugely successful. How old is John now? 25. 25. He's a good age. He's a good yeah, age. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I think too, I think maybe what a big influence could be for John Suter at the moment is the fact that he's had these, this horrendous three Achilles yeah. operations, horrendous time with injury. He's... In normal circumstances, a 25-year-old would be, would be thinking, I could be playing for the next 10 years. In his case, maybe he doesn't have that confidence about the future. So this next deal for him is a big deal. Yeah, 100%. Look, I mean, again, the, the confidence and, and, um, and the mentality that it takes to come back from what he's been through is, is incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to come back from long-term injuries, to then have the same thing happen uh, three times, mm. Uh, that can scar you mentally. Uh, to then be able to come back through that journey and not only get back to playing, Rob, but playing with a presence, an authority, um, getting you know, yourself back into the national team setup, scoring important goals for club and country this season. It's just, for me, a, a wonderful story. Um, and you're right. He may be thinking, he's certainly not lacking in terms of confidence because he's, he's out in that football park doing the business, but he understands that, there are injuries in this game uh, and, and, and therefore that importance of maybe getting that, that next big deal at 25, 26 is normally that age where you do hit that deal if and you're going you, to you hit look it. At, you look at Rangers' situation as well with, uh, with, with Conor Goldson. His contract is, is <clears throat> running out. Yes. Will he sign a new deal? Won't he? We don't know. Cat is uh, coming back from injury. Hollanders, we don't know, I coming back he, from injury. He really left yeah. the football club. Uh, Barisic a while yep, back yep. you look at Celtic they've already brought in Carter Vickers Starfelt yep. Juranovic and Julian coming back Julian coming back so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out yeah um, I mean you know at the moment we're talking about Giovanni van Bronckhorst and the fact that you know he won't be changing very much at the moment because there's probably no great call to, to change much at the moment but the recruitment process goes on doesn't it yes. we're talking January it's not so very far away mm-hmm. and who knows there might be some business on the way out of Rangers potentially and there might be some business on the way in yeah and again this is part of 
the clubs the way they plan, you know, like so there are, look, we, the same the same names will probably pop up again in the summer that potentially are on the move. I'm really interested to see how Gio's going to handle the situation with Patterson and Tavernier because that that was, you know, something that we're always talking about, you know, yeah. even with Steven Gerrard and, you know, how does he get the two players in the team? Gio's going to have the same problem. So I'd be interested to see how, how that goes. But, um, yeah, look, you know, the likes of Kamara, who knows what Steven Gerrard potentially is going to try and do in the window. Does he come knocking on the door of Rangers and try to take a player? Well, he says that he loved them all. He can't take them all. But, you mm -hmm. know, the likes mm -hmm. of a Ryan Kent or, or a Kamara, you know, does it come you'd back be, in? You'd be surprised if not, wouldn't you? You'd be surprised if there weren't a couple of players. You know, Kent, Kamara, Patterson would probably be the first three. Joe Rebo potentially as well that, that, would, come, that would come to mind. Yeah, there's, there's three James, or four. James Tavernier? Is that would he be a possibility? Tav for me is, is a is a is a wonderful captain. He's um, he's proved himself time and time again at the football club. But he's at an age now where I think now I think is he twenty nine twenty nine coming up coming he's up for 30. thirty. Yeah, I think that move to the Premiership now, um, unless his contract ran out, which is not because he, he, he resigned. I don't see that happening though. No. He scored that goal against Motherwell on his 30th birthday. It was, the, a, top, it was a top goal as well. The he, he, even John got excited with that goal. I remember that because we'd done that game. When well, he's, he's, he's capable of that, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Tavernier, he's got a wonderful right foot, delivery from wide areas. How many goals has he made from out oh. wide right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many no, goals has he scored? And he got 28 goals one season, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. The, number, the numbers are incredible. The numbers are incredible. He's very comfortable when he steps up to take a penalty. Uh, dead ball situations. He's, he's got a wand of a right foot, but he's not playing. He's not going down to the Premiership, in my opinion. I don't mm. know what your opinion is. I don't think that, that is that one. age wise, or that position, that right. position in the modern day game now, and especially down south. But does then Craig Giovanni von Bronckhurst come in and go? Well, you sell a Kent, it throws me off. I need Kent. Expect me to go win the league this year. I've retained the title. Would that be part uh, of the discussions that have been going on over the last few days about about yeah. players that he would wants, like to keep, wants to stay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all the kind of uh, discussions that would have taken mm. place, you know. And 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 I'm sure then there might be an area that they say, okay, this is something we would like to look at. Whether it's something, um, you know, in the middle of the park that, that's going to bring us together as a whatever. There'll be a position there yeah. that has been discussed. Uh, and work will be done in the in the backgrounds. Whether whether or not that's uh, a main target now, or whether you know a top eleven, top twelve player, top thirteen, you know, if a player leaves, I'll replace it, Rob. And I'm every, no doubt about every that. new manager that comes in will have a player or even two players yes. that he's been looking at, and he's saying, if I get the job, if I get a job, I'm taking you, by the way. Oh, who he's I'm bringing you. You look what Steven Gerrard did with Ryan Kent, for instance, one mm -hmm. of his first signings. Mm -hmm. Because he knew him, you know, he, yeah. he, he knew the, the talents of Rankin. Other players that he's brought to um, Rangers that he knew a lot about. Um, so there's no doubt that Giovanni Van Bronckers would have told the hierarchy at Rangers, I want a couple of players in. I've really earmarked this player. Yeah. And then it's up to Rangers to go, well, look, we might need one or two out then for you to do that. But then discussions, as you say, would have already they're, taken place. They're already happening. So it'd be very interesting in terms of his success at Feyenoord. That kind of squad, John. I'm sure there's one or two that again, like I says, managers, um, they 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 have a player or two that they do take with them. That's Absolutely. normal. Yeah. That's normal. So that you means at, I've at, actually not looked at that final squad. Look, at look Ange, out! Look at Ange, out! Ange in terms Kyogo. of earmarking Kyogo. Yeah, 
Yeah. He's the first, you know, six million pound. He's gone into Salic. He's gone, by the way, you know, I, I might, I can, maybe I've only got as much of a budget, but to the one, the one I want to buy is this centre forward that I really know. Not many people will know him, but I know him. Please trust me on this one. If I'm really going to become a manager, I want this kid in. And he, look at the impact he's made. And that might have been as central to these talks between Giovanni van Bronckhorst and Rangers as his own financial arrangement over however long this uh, the, the deal he signed is going to be before. I, actually, you know, how much money he's going to have to spend. In, in net terms, you know, is there a pressure to sell? Um, you know, what is the financial picture for him moving on? Because that obviously governs uh, how successful he can be, uh, apart from the squad he inherits. And they've already, Rob, got a big squad. Yep. They've got a very big squad of players in O'Rangers. Yeah. They've almost got two players for every yeah. position. Well, that was and that then, was what, wage if, bill. If, if you look at it, you know they've got a huge squad. Yeah, well, their wage bill would have gone up considerably because they may not have spent those transfer fees as we're well aware of. Um, but that doesn't mean that they haven't been spending in wages because when you get a free player coming into the football club, they normally come from big wages. So, so the wages would have gone through the roof. So, so there, there may be some tinkering um, come January, but I don't think. It'll be loads of business. Um, Celtic will definitely look to to a couple of players. I'm, I'm surprised when you say like like four or five or three or four. I, I, one or two definitely. Mm. I, I don't know whether again they'll introduce as many changes um, because of so many players that have already come in. Yep. He was a very successful Rangers midfielder. He's back as of today as the manager, Giovanni van Bronckhorst. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, go, go. Well, time flies when you're announcing a new Rangers manager. And uh, we're suddenly at an hour and 25 minutes into the show and we brought the news right at the top that uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst is back at Rangers three years uh, a very impressive and successful midfielder. Five winners' medals in his time playing alongside Craig Moore and co. In fact, uh, he probably, I'm sure he gives you a lot of credit for all the success he achieved, Craig, doesn't he? Oh, no, I, d- I doubt it. Look, he's very, very confident. I-, I think what a lot of people forget, Rob, is Giovanni come into the midfield, not as a left fullback, and that was a time that big George Alberts was a massive, massive favourite at Rangers, the hammer. He ended up playing instead of big George. Uh, it was actually when Giovanni come in, that big George eventually um, had, had left the club. That was uh, the impact that he made. He was a fantastic player. A lot of fans delighted to see him back. Gets a great opportunity. He's going to be at the match on Sunday, Craig, but not in the dugout. Okay. Uh, we hear that's because of work permit. Yeah. Uh, that still has to come through. So he, he's going to be there, um, but it's going to be a temporary team, I guess, in charge. Yeah, so they're, again, very, very interesting. At least, like I said, they've got the uh, the manager in place. Um, not surprised in terms of the rules and regulations, a bit of a process. Um, Giovanni will still have a way to be able to, to communicate with his team um, and, and also to his coaches in terms of exactly what he wants. And uh, So he'll be in the stadium, I guess, uh, mm. watching it. So that yeah. uh, interesting whether or not you can actually communicate or whether you can't. I think you wouldn't be allowed to. So, look, business will be done before in terms of, um, you know, what he what he's looking for and the information that needs to go out. So, look, no problem with that. Um, and I'm sure that Rangers have, have prepared for that, obviously, moving forward. I mean, Stephen Gerrard took a, 
90% of his staff, didn't he? Yes. So oh, who, who, who would be left there then in terms of to take care of the team? Well, they on, announced on the they, they announced uh, David McCallum, Brian Gilmore, Brian Gilmore, Colin Stewart, there are, there are Stewart. some there that can still, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, they they have they do have that backroom team in place. You're right, John. I think five, uh, five or six um, left with Stephen Gerrard. The Gerard, ones he generally brought in that, that he brought in, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but 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 they're uh, they're in place and they were announced I think a, a few days ago. And you are on, uh, we're on on Sunday, Craig, and, <laughs> yes. and you're on. Um, yeah. Tell us about that. When When's the show on? on it's, on uh, it's on Sunday. Um, from four? From, from uh, yes, yes it is. Because? Uh, yes, we've got yeah. the semi-final, obviously, with, with the game against uh, Hibs, which is, uh, again, we know how important a, a game it is. Can't wait to get in on Sunday. We've also um, got the game on Saturday, although I won't be in. And Rob, I'm not sure whether you're in on the Saturday, but obviously the, the Celtic St Johnston game, the other semi-final. But yeah. we're in. We're in Sunday. You, um, you and Davy and Paul on Sunday, and Joe Henry live from Hamden, and uh, that that is just a, a massive. It was already a massive occasion, yeah. um, and today just ratchets it up a couple of notches. I, I think with with both Rangers and Celtic. Games at hand, and they can sort of like turn that into like a, a home game as such. And I think I seen heard Anne saying it as well. You know, when you get your fans in there and the noise, and uh, it, it can kind of feel a little bit like a home game. But for the players, Rob, special occasion, eh, to go and play at Hamden. Semi-finals, be desperate to get to a final opportunity to try and lift trophies. But that's where you want to play, you know, in terms of that, those finals. I always remember sort of like walking out at, at Hamden and. Fortunately, getting the opportunity, Rob. You know how I always remember how many times. Mm. I, how or, many or was that again? <laughs> I think it was a few. I think it was a few. But the big man also won a few. Yeah. But and what league cups? Uh, no, just just the one. I think just yeah, the one league four, cup. Four, four between us. us. <laughs> 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 but how, how how great is it to play at Hamden? You oh, know? That's brilliant. That's a brilliant stadium. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, you know the prestige of playing there. So the players and the managers have, have got that to all look forward to this weekend. I just love helping you through your career. Uh, 96-97, you were a League Cup winner. Uh, and also then two in a row, uh, 2001-02 and 2002-03 um, League Cup. Um, I'm glad you... You know, um, you know what, I keep seeing that. I keep, I keep laughing, big man, because I've seen on... I think it's been on social media, a couple of shots, uh, snapshots of, of the Rangers-Celtic games where... You've scored goals that were then disallowed for offside. Yes. And the snapshot, I keep showing some fella that was keeping you on <laughs> onside. And I, I think that I think it was me in those pictures, oh, big man. Brilliant. Oh my! Uh, no VAR back then. Well, no, I'm just going to say, if there had been VAR, <laughs> would it have been more John Hartson goals or less? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. We're talking about fans at the game, uh, and this was Callum McGregor talking today uh, just about the impact the Celtic fans have had and the impact they could well have uh, in their game Saturday against St Johnston. You know, to, to get the fans back in this season has been a, a major boost for the club, major boost for the players. And like you say, when you, you go to semi-finals, then, you know, you want the stadium to be as full as possible. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Celtic will be will be the majority of the fans there. You know, we'll try and make it feel like a home game. And, and we just try and impose our style into the game. And, you know, we want to be in the final, so that's got to be our objective. There are actually going to be precious few Celtic players in that game, John, who've been at Hamden, who've played at Hamden. I mean, Callum McGregor is, is, is an obvious one. James Forrest, if he features, uh, Stephen Welsh will have played there. But, but there's a lot of that team, 
David Turnbull has has experienced yes. Hamden before, but, but quite a lot who yeah, will be going there for the first time. That's a good point. You know, that it'll, it'll be very new to them, and it, it's how uh, it'll be new to Ange for mm-hmm. the start, the yep. manager. Um, Joe Hart would have played all around the world in huge stadiums and huge crowds, but maybe not so much at Hamden um, over the years. But um, no, I, I think Celtic will be aware that if they play, show the form that they've been in. I think it's seven wins in the last eight games, one of them being a draw, um, both at home and, and in Europe as well. They've been in scintillating form, scoring goals, um, some good individual performances, defending stronger as well. They've got a big opportunity to go and win the game, but I think they'll be aware as well that um, St. Johnson, double cup winners last mm-hmm. season, know how to win cups, found a way to to be them, to, to win them both cups, obviously the League Cup and the and the Scottish Cup. So they'll be aware of that. They can't dismiss the fact, and I don't think Celtic, Celtic will. I, I don't think they'll take any game lightly. They'll respect the opposition and know that um, the opposition will have to cope with Celtic's pace, style of play. But I like St. Johnson. I think if you put mm. the ball in the box, it's what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got three big centre-halves, they've got a good goalkeeper, Xander Clark, you know, Christopher Kane through the middle, who's very robust. Things go, you know, they get up to Chris Kane, he can he can hold it up, he can bring people into play, he's a good link player. Um, so, you know, they'll have, um, they'll uh, be right up for the game as well. They know it's a difficult game going up against Celtic, but... They've got the confidence and the know-how of winning two cups last season. So Celtic will give them all the respect um, in the world and it won't be an easy game for Celtic. It was the Celtic AGM, of course, uh, yesterday. We were getting all sorts of reaction to that on the show last night. Uh, Ange was asked today um, about uh, discussions about a new director of football and he had a pretty blunt response as well. I mean, unless you went to a different AGM, I don't think that's what Michael said. I don't think he said that we're looking at director of football. I think he, what he did say is we're looking for, um, we're looking to restructure um, the football department and uh, we're looking at all areas. And yeah, I'm, I'm very involved with that because ultimately, uh, you know, the, the structure has to sort of fit in with what we're trying to build here. And and for us, the key to that is, you know, for both Michael and I is to get the right people in. But yeah, I don't think he, he he mentioned director of football and I certainly haven't mentioned director of football and it's not something is kind of in our minds out in our minds is to get the right people in certain areas that we think need um, bolstering in this uh, organization I think that might have struck a, a little raw nerve of that <laughs> that question about uh, director of football Michael Nicholson I think was who Ange was referring there mm-hmm. to um wh- what do you read into what what he's saying there Craig you know him well from the past of course well what I read into that is for me crystal clear. Ange is making football decisions at that football club in terms of the players, obviously, um, and in terms of that infrastructure that he wants to, to have in place. And Ange will enjoy being in that position. So in terms of the director of football uh, and, and not being very clear, I think he'd probably be happy that it's, it, it's not clear because he's then in that position where he can have the influence on the football club that he believes that he can he can do a positive thing for the football club. And just like I says, he's touched on it. He's a builder. He'll put that club in a in a fantastic position and he'll be looking to win trophies along the way, might I add. But he'll always do the right thing by the by the football club. So I, I think they've got to give him that opportunity to to be able to bring the players in. He's shown already that he can bring in top players mm-hmm. and make a difference to your yeah. squad. So just go and back him, let him crack on with his business. How much power does he wield? John, do you think, 
Ange Postecoglou uh, well, within that Celtic hierarchy? A lot more now than, than the first couple of weeks at the club mm. in terms of the way that he's he's built the club, built the, built the players, got the crowd back on board, got the crowd believing that they can go and be successful, um, brought in some outstanding players of, of really good talent. Um, and it seems to me that he doesn't want anybody making decisions above his above his head. He wants mm. to be the one who picks the players, chooses the formation of the team. Yeah, yeah. He wants to have a big say because Celtic will have have recruitment people. Obviously, looking all the mm-hmm. they'll be getting they'll be getting DVDs and and videos and from scouts and every single day they'll they'll be looking at different players. They have to be because they have to be aware of what's out there. Celtic being the global club that it is. Mm. Um, and he can look at these players, but if he doesn't see them players coming in and being the right fit, then he wants to be the man to say, look, I'm not quite sure about that one, but I want to bring this one to talk about another Japanese striker coming mm-hmm. in. I won't be surprised if they got so, that um, one over the line in, in January. Yeah. Um, so he wants to be the boss. I think you talked about how much power he has got a lot of power mm-hmm. because now he's in a position on the back of the football that they're playing the club are playing some fantastic football. Um, the players, the likes of Jota, how good has he been? Mm. Abada, James Forrest coming back, the midfield, and Rogic. Look what he's done to Rogic. Yeah, he's rejuvenated him, hasn't Absolutely. he? And, and, and he said, I mean, he, he, definitely, he said two or three months ago uh, in one of these media conferences um, that he was basically running the recruitment process at the moment. He, he was doing that. But there's surely a limit to how much he can do, Craig. He... he He'll need help sooner or later, won't he? People he can trust yeah. alongside him to let him get on with the main event, for, which for him is putting the team on the pitch and winning games. Look, Celtic still have a have a structure and a system in place in terms of uh, that 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 whole data and process and and players that are on their radar. People are still in there filtering that process uh, and then coming to to Ange with players in certain positions that the football club are looking at. Ange is making those football decisions. I think that's important maybe that, that, that Celtic supporters understand that. Anybody that's, that's making any decision around about that first team squad and players coming in, the final word is on Ange Postacoglu. John, does it feel this season a bit like a... I mean, Scottish football is always a roller coaster, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Does it feel a bit that way this season where there was... Um, that feeling of uncertainty at Celtic about what was going on and then suddenly Ange got a grip of things, made progress, real momentum behind them, big results, big scoreline, suddenly people thinking, wait a minute, maybe Rangers shouldn't be odds-on favourites for the title this season. Maybe there's a real challenge here coming from Celtic. And maybe as of today, there's another little twist in that story as well with Giovanni van Bronckhorst coming in, the Rangers fans very much, very supportive yeah. of it. Do you do you see things having shifted a little bit again today? Um, I think Ange Postacoglu, you know, he, he's worried about what Celtic do. The only thing that he can really influence is what happens at Celtic, in terms of how he sets the team up, how he keeps how he keeps um, hard working, how he demands certain things from 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 the players, the high press that takes seriously hard work to get forward and attack the way they do, then to track back and just not so much all the way back to their to their own defensive third, but just come so far 
So we've got enough we've got enough players defensively to cope when when we get encountered. But I think more than anything else, Rob, even more so than the football, is is the man's demeanour. He's a fantastic talker. He's calm. He deals with the press. He bats the difficult questions away <laughs> in a way that he does, doesn't he, Craig? Yeah, he's and it's just that he, he's just got everybody on board. Everybody believes in this man. Everybody loves him. He's got the crowd in the palm of his hand. So what they think about him upstairs, they must be thinking, wow, yeah. we've got somebody that really knows what he's talking about here. You know, a real fine football ban. And maybe my concern and the point I'm trying to make is that there's too much on him, potentially. I mean, he's been brilliant. You, you know, have, we, we, you love, we love listening to him. Pl yeah. Plate spinning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, we love listening to him at the media conferences. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got wears his heart on his sleeve. He, he's doing a brilliant job so far. He, you know, he was unheard of for, for most people. Mm. Now everybody does know about him. My concern would be that he's taken on too much. Yeah, and, and again, I know that he, he he loves his work and you're you're right in terms of things will need to be put in place. And I think originally when he first came in, Rob, it was just more about uh, maybe the bodies were there, but in terms of the direction, who's making decisions, who's doing what. So I think that that will be a lot cleaner now and be a lot more uh, structured. Um, there's no doubt about it that he's had an influence already throughout the football club. I've only been back a year, all right? But I've seen the under-18s of, of Celtic play and and it's looking like the first team. So though, so it starts mm, to happen yeah. from 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 top to bottom. And yeah. and and again, I know that that's influenced by Ange in terms of the way he wants his teams to be playing at every single level. So that when these players are making that step up, yes, the level is getting higher, but the information, the way of the style of play, it's it's the same, Rob. So. He's making a massive, massive impact. He's making big inroads. Craig, Trust me. You have to listen to Craig. I am. I, I, I never stop listening. <laughs> I'm talking about the listeners that are listening on the show because nobody knows him better than he's, he's worked with him. He's mm. been around him. He know, knows what he's talking about. What he's talking about. I don't. I'm only judging him on what he's done this season. Mm -hmm. But it seems to me like he's plotting his way through games, through the club, through the transfer market, through the board, through the crowd, and he's plotting himself away plotting away at certain things involving with the club. Mm -hmm. And he's, as you say, he, he thrives on success. Well said. Um, I constantly listen to you and I constantly <laughs> listen to you. Sometimes, you. Sometimes I, I wish I didn't. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. And what were you talking about earlier on, Craig Moore? Did you tell me that you were on at four o'clock on Sunday? Or did I tell you? You're on at three. Three, three. You're on at three. Three to six, potentially the, seven. With the team news, um, because it is a four o'clock kickoff um, on Sunday Rangers against Hibs. So that's Paul and Craig and Davy Proven uh, are on duty for that second semi-final. Uh, Rangers against Hibs, uh, four o'clock, and it's Celtic against St Johnston, five fifteen on Saturday. I can also tell you you won three League Cups, just to confirm that for you, in case there was any doubt about it. And as of today, Giovanni van Bronckhorst is the Rangers manager. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go! go, go. 
We bring you the breaking news every night on the show. Uh, rather a big story. And um, we came on here at five o'clock this evening. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has been confirmed. No, it's not a big surprise. Uh, we've been uh, counting the hours and the days, I guess, until the the formal announcement. Uh, but he is Stephen Gerrard's replacement. And it came on the day, of course, that Gerrard was unveiled doing all the protocol stuff with the Aston Villa strip in front of him. He's now into the English Premier League. It was always his big ambition. And he left after three and a half years at Rangers. The man to take over is the 106 times capped Netherlands international uh, who was a Champions League winner with Barcelona. He was a title winner with Arsenal. He was twice a title winner with Rangers in his playing days. He had uh, three years at Ibrox as a player and uh, he had five winners' medals to show for it. He also won the title with Feyenoord in the, the Netherlands, brought them their first uh, championship, the Eredivisie, after 18 years. So that was uh, some achievement. And it's all about his coaching now as he comes back to Rangers. We'll be back on that subject shortly. It's the two League Cup semi-finals, of course, uh, this weekend. I'm hoping to uh, goad John Hartson a little bit before we go about the uh, World Cup playoffs as well. Time will tell whether that succeeds or not. Uh, but we're talking League Cup semi-finals, not just Rangers against Hibs on Sunday, but Celtic against St. Johnston on Saturday. That's a 5.15 kickoff and... Um, Callum McGregor was speaking today we've heard from him already at the media conference and Postacoglu as well giving a squad update yeah all clean bill of health so no uh, no issues coming out of that they all got back uh, relatively in in, uh, in good time as well uh, the last uh, the arrivals was Kyogo and Welsh was the last one who played a game but all good aside from that um, Tommy and Carl still working uh, you know through their rehab still got training tomorrow but touch and go for Saturday uh, unlikely more than likely and the only other one is Jacko Marcus who um, he got a knock on his knee in the Dundee game you know he played on but he just wasn't feeling right afterwards. And, um, you know, we got to check that. Nothing serious, but, yeah, it's put him out for probably a couple of weeks. We've already sort of had a week of that. So hopefully uh, he's not too far away. So it sounds, John, uh, as if Carl Starfelt's going to struggle yeah. to make it for Saturday. There's not going to be enough time, I don't think, for him to recover. And and Tom Rogic, the same. Yeah, well, two uh, players that, for me, Rob, um, you got you got uh, Nia Beaton that will that will come in for uh, for Rogic. Different mm-hmm. type of players. Mm. Um, and obviously Stephen Welsh is, is the natural replacement for for Starfield, that centre-back. He's so been doing well already, hasn't he's he? He's been doing well. And the good thing is now that Celtic do have options. They do have a, have a group of players on the bench. While Ange just mentioned there, the international break, that's given him time as well to look at James Forrest, to get James Forrest up to speed in terms of giving him some more work. He'd have had a bit of time off as well because rest sometimes is as important, is as important as training. But um, in terms of uh, James Forrest, you know, you talk about players being out for a while, yeah. coming back and making another big impact with his experience and, you know, the mm. the cup haul that he's won over the years for Celtic, a vast experience now. It's a bit like James, Ryan Kent coming back for Rangers, absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. It's, it's like having a, you know making a new signing, really, getting him back. He was, uh, he was talking today as well about the, the big strides Celtic have been making uh, defensively. Yeah, look, it's 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 been progressing like the rest of our game and, and, you know, we're getting a lot more solid defensively and that's not just down to sort of Joe, the defenders, that's the whole team, you know, we're, our structure's better, we're, we're better organised. Um, yeah, but there's still areas we, we can improve. But, you know, for the most part, I think defensively, you know, there's obviously been a couple of European games where we've conceded against some quality sides, but, 
um, aside from that, um, <coughs> we've been fairly consistent and more importantly, I think we've been improving and, and I think we'll continue to improve in those areas as uh, as we move along because it's, it is an important part of our game. We don't discount the defensive aspects, even though we want to be an aggressive attacking team. For a while, Craig, they yeah. looked a bit like a team of two halves, didn't they? They, they yep. were great midfield to front. Yep. They looked fragile defensively, but that's definitely changed despite uh, Starfelt being injured and that broke up the partnership with Carter Vickers. Stephen Welsh has come in, mm. but the improvements continued. I think it has. I, I think they, they, they were very vulnerable early on in the season. Um, look, Hart has huge experience and I think gives whatever back four um, that plays in front of him a lot of confidence. I think it's really, really important. Welsh started off the season, I think, doing really well. Probably started to get more minutes um, and, and needed to be maybe brought out the way that he was uh, just for his experience and his development. Um, Carter Vickers has come in, done a job. Ralston's been excellent, excellent. Jovanovic, uh, for me, top class. Um, so look, they have improved. They do. They do look steady now. Um, everyone's starting to understand exactly what they're after in terms of that tempo, intensity, bite. As much as being uh, that attacking side, you've got to be able to defend, and they've been smarter at that. Mm. Been a lot better at that. My only concern for Celtic, if I'm if I'm honest, is that if there was a, an issue with Hart throughout the season, I, I just think that you know when you start looking at other goalkeepers coming in. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's that's an area of concern if I was a Celtic supporter. That's a great point because, um, you know, you look at Bain and, um, and Barkas. And Barkas. You know, you look at them too and you think, well, you know, they, they, they haven't played a minute of football mm. all season and you would you would be concerned. And there has been chat, hasn't there, about looking at other keepers, I think, of late. There's mm. been a couple of rumours, I think, about other goalkeepers that Celtic are I having. I think they'd a... like to get one, one out, Rob. I think they'd like to get Barkas out. Yeah. And, and know, five million pounds for Barker is mm. not get not getting a look in. It's not ideal, yeah, but yeah. again, you know, he'd be on a decent contract and his agent. It's like, well, no one's going to take him and give him the deal that he's on. So, mm. it's it's he's within his rights to sit and, and 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 sit on his contract. You know, if that's what the lad wants to do, if he's got no ambition of going out and mm. playing games, sometimes just I've always said it. I'm a big believer. Sometimes it's hard to move players out of a football club than yeah. what it is to bring them in. What about Tony Ralston, John? What an incredible oh. story, which took another step forward on Monday night, didn't it? I mean, he was he'd three loan spells. It looked as if he'd no future at Celtic. In came Ange. He's in the team mainly because he'd nothing else at right back. There was, there was no choice to make. He's done brilliantly. Scored goals, created goals, uh, done well defensively, yeah. into the Scotland squad into the Scotland team during, at the end of that well, one against Denmark. What a time he's having of it. You know, what a time. And he started pre-season games and he was impressive. And everybody thought, oh, this can't last. You know, he played well mm. today, yes, but we'll buy a right back. You know, Ralston's he's been out on loan three or four times. This manager didn't fancy him, that manager. But he's kept going. He's kept going. He's kept improving. He's got himself goals. He defends better. He's outstanding going forward. Yeah. You know, he just tucks in as well and helps with, you know, in that central area where he leaves his right back spot, cuts, comes inside. He's like an extra midfield player. He can pass. He's improved his all-round passing game. He's always available. And he could be part of the Scotland squad that beat Wales in the World Cup playoff final. Well, I, I don't get carried away. But he stops crosses as yeah. well. What he does. Once. He's, an he, he's an athlete. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. athlete. And, and that gives him a great starting point. Break. Absolutely full credit to him for turning everybody around in terms of 
giving him the credit that he deserves by his performances, by the way. Yeah, yeah, great story. Yeah. Anyway, don't back to Wales. Go don't, on. Yeah, don't sidestep my question. Um, so uh, both Wales and Scotland seeded, of course. That yeah. was a great result for Wales against Belgium. Almost as good as Scotland's uh, demolition of Denmark on Monday Brilliant, on brilliant. Man, brilliant. Man I thought Scotland were outstanding. So we could meet in the... Could, potentially that could be the final, but we've got, we've got semi-finals to get through first. Semi-finals, two semi-finals, both at home. One in Cardiff, one in... Um, one at Hamden. The teams that you could face, I list them out. Yeah, for the listeners, they probably know it. Turkey, Poland, Austria, Czech Republic, North Macedonia, Ukraine. I I don't know if I'd want to face Czech Republic. I think they're a decent team. You've seen that in the Euros. Uh, yeah. yeah um, I'd quite like another crack at them, actually. Yeah. Or, or, Austria, or Austria. I think, mm. I mean, a draw and a win against Austria in the, in the group. Yes. Uh, and I think Scotland are so much better now. Yeah. Yeah, may, maybe for me, um, North Macedonia, but they beat Germany in, in their in the group groups, qualifiers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a big result. Poland, you wouldn't want Poland with Lewandowski. So, listen, I could go the, through the lot. Yeah. You know, uh, Scotland showed they could beat Austria in Vienna. Yeah. Um, so, listen, I don't I don't know. I just think, um, what, what, way... what would you like as Scotland? What, what, would, what would be your... I don't care. Game? Home game, uh, we're not really too bothered now. Uh, we're we're moving and grooving under Steve Clark. Uh, before we go, uh, League Cup semi-final predictions. Yeah. Is it a is it Rangers Celtic final, John? I think the wise man says Rangers Celtic final. I don't think Hibs have been in great form of mm. late under Jack Ross, and I just think that as much as I have great respect um, for St. Johnson, two cups last season. I think their run might come to an end on uh, on Saturday late afternoon. Greg? Yeah, I, I, yeah no, I was going to say I don't normally agree with the big fella, but mm. I, I agree on it. Don't I make a habit of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's looking at me there growling, yeah. so I, I don't agree with you, big man. <laughs> and, and, just, and just finally, a big day for Rangers, uh, and it seems to be universal approval, doesn't it, on the calls um, about uh, Giovanni? Yeah, massive day. Massive day uh, for, for the football club, obviously, to be at a semi-final, as three other clubs are. Giovanni in charge, Although not directly uh, in the in the dugout, Rangers have got their man. Rangers supporters are happy. And you're on on Sunday at three o'clock. Uh, we'll have a show on Sunday covering uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst's first game. He's going to be in the stand because of work permit, uh, but he will be there for Rangers against Hibs. Four o'clock Sunday. We're on air at three for that one. Uh, Celtic St Johnson five fifteen kickoff at Hamden on Saturday, and we're back of course uh, tomorrow, being Friday. Paul, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi live at five. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, 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 Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.